And to Jesus be the glory. And I mean to Jesus be the glory. And thank you today for joining us again as we talk about the blessed, precious Holy Spirit. And Chad wants to say hello, and then he's, he's got some questions. Hi, everyone. It's going to be a good one. Thanks for allowing me to ask you questions, sir. Well, first I want to say thank you for joining us. Thank you for being my our, our wonderful family and God's precious, precious people and our partners. And so today, dear Chad has some questions that I think many of you would probably uh, many of you would probably have the same questions. So, question number one, Senor, on the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. So the first question I have, this might be a big one, but can you do your best? I know there's a mystery in it, but can you do your best to explain the Trinity? Well, all right. I'll do my best in explaining the mystery of the Godhead. Uh, first of all, I'm glad we're, we're talking about the Holy Spirit and His importance in our life because we need Him now way more than ever before because the days are getting very dark for the world, going to get much darker for the church glory and much more glory in the future only if we follow the Holy Spirit. Now, let's first make it plain that the Holy Spirit is the one with us, in us, in the world today. When God the Father was on the earth, He gave the Word, He gave the Law to Israel, and then He left. When He left, His Son came at the right moment. In due time, Jesus came. And then God's Son ascended to glory and promised to send the Holy Spirit. Now, what is so remarkable is the Holy Spirit today is the one who brought the presence of the Father and the Son to us. Now, so think about Israel heard the voice of God Israel saw his amazing glory. Israel saw his wonders in the desert and before that in Egypt. This same God that they heard and whose power they saw is in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The crowds that saw Jesus, many times we say, oh, how, how I wish I was there. But frankly, when you really think about it, what is better, to see him from a distance or to have him in, in, in our hearts? Having him in, in our hearts is what the plan of God has always been for us. Yes, we want to see him. We all wait for that day. I do, you do. But his reality today in our hearts is greater than the reality that Israel experienced in the Sinai Desert. Think about a greater reality than hearing the voice of God speak audibly. A greater reality than seeing the cloud by day and fire by night. A greater reality than seeing His wonders is to have Him in our hearts. His reality in us is truly 
the greatest thing we can talk about today in our life. Moses said, let me see your glory. May I remind you all, that glory is in you right now. What did Jesus say? The glory you have given them, sorry, you have, you have given me, I have given them. The glory you gave me, I've given them. So here is Moses saying, let me behold your glory. And Jesus comes, who is the glory in the flesh. And now he, the glory of God, is in our hearts. It says we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So in, in trying to, to answer the question on the Trinity, I've just said a lot about it right here. So let me continue. Not one of us will ever fully understand the Trinity because our minds are too finite. But I want you to think about yourself for a moment. You are a spirit. God is spirit. You have a soul, you live in a body, you are a trinity. The sun in the heaven is a trinity. You have the planet, you have the light, you have the heat. That's a trinity. A trinity is that tree you're looking at right here. Every tree you're looking at is a trinity. You have the tree, you have the branches, you have the leaves. That's a trinity. So God has given us uh, a, a glimpse of himself in our own life, in his creation. So, but, but what the Bible says is what matters. And what does the Bible say? The Bible says that God Almighty is one, yet three in one. The triune God, yet he is one. The Lord our God is one. The Bible says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Echad, one. So, when we look at the Bible, whenever we see God the Father, we see Him with the ideas. We see Him with the plan for salvation. We see Him as the one behind everything we have today. He's the one who who decided to give it. So, everything we have today came of the Father. I didn't say from the Father, I said of the Father. And the reason is because what we have is of Him. Of Him. Of Him means He is what we have. He is life, He is glory, He is peace, He is joy, He is mercy and grace. It comes through His Son. Now the reason uh, we cannot receive without Jesus is because how can we receive, we being hum, uh, you know, a human being, uh, uh, humanity, how can we receive from God Almighty? Uh, whom the heavens and the heavens of heavens cannot contain him. It's like Billy Graham, you know, talked about how 
uh, if you and I ever created an, an ant, how would you talk to it? It cannot see you, cannot hear you. You have to become an ant like it to talk to it. And Jesus became flesh so we can see him. He humbled himself to be a man, dying the death of the cross. So through that man Christ Jesus, God then has a representative to touch you and me. Otherwise, he, he could not touch us. Uh, think, think about what if, what if God tried to lay hands on Moses? He would have killed him. Yeah. Uh -huh. He said, no man can see my face and live. Imagine if God tried to come near Moses. He would not have survived physically. So can God really touch a man? Only through a man. And that man is Jesus. Shall I say it again? It's oh, well, it's precious, of course. It's also profound. Can God lay his hand on you and me? Before he could lay his hand on us, we would be dead. We would disappear. No man, no man has seen God at any time because there's no way we can even see him. So Jesus became the image of God. He, the image of God, came to us and now we could see God in the face of Jesus Christ. He's the full image of God, the express image of God, God in the flesh. So when people say, well, I don't understand how, can, how God can have a son. Well, when we say the son of God, we simply mean the man Christ Jesus, that God became flesh, quite simple. And no man could have been touched by God, know God, follow God, till they saw the man Christ Jesus. How can you follow God? Where would you find him to follow him? And that's why Jesus said, follow me. He is God Almighty. So we receive through the Son, through the man Christ Jesus. Now the Bible also says that all we, we receive, we, we receive in the power of the Holy Spirit. Why is that necessary? Well, because you see, Jesus as a as a man, when he was on the earth, for example, he could touch one person at a time. He can be in one place at one time. But today, through his spirit, he is omnipresent. Therefore, there was a need for the part of the Holy Spirit in whom he touches us. So, God touches us through his Son, through whom he touches us. But when it comes to how we receive, we receive it in the Holy Ghost, in whom he touches us. So we receive of him through his Son in the Spirit. So for me to receive, I must be in the Spirit. Then I can go through the Son. Then I can reach the Father. Is that clear? The spirit of adoption is what you're saying. We well, yeah, but wait. Yeah, exactly. But but I have to live in the Spirit. I have to allow the Holy Spirit to have my life. I have to allow the Holy Spirit to live His life through me. So what does it mean? 
to be in the spirit. It means to be united with him. It means I have to surrender to him daily, to his will daily. So the Trinity is very simple when you see the work of the Trinity. It's very hard when you don't see the work of the Trinity. Because the Trinity is only, uh, how shall I say, we're, 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 we're able to understand the Trinity only through the work of the Godhead. So we do understand, yes, the Father is not the Son and the Son is not the Father. And the Father is not the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not the Father nor the Son, and naturally the same with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. But I gotta say something to you here that's very, very important. My spirit is not my body. My spirit is not my soul. If I did not have a soul, I would have no personality. Neither would you. Neither would you. So, my soul is the personality through whom my spirit communicates. See that? And my soul needs my body to communicate to another man, another person. To be in touch with the physical world. Well, that's a simple kind of cheap example almost of the way God touches us. God is spirit. And he came to earth in the person of Jesus Christ. He died on the cross in the person of Jesus Christ. And today, he touches you and me by spirit. Quite simple. Yeah, now. So, knowing the Holy Spirit is the key to the Trinity, to God Himself, to knowing God Himself. I cannot know Jesus without the Holy Spirit. That's impossible. Because He Himself said, No man can come to me unless the Father draws him. And who's the one who draws us to the Father? But the Spirit of God. You want to say something? Ask something? I mean, we can't even say Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit. Think, 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 just for, for a second. Who convicted us of sin? Who came after you and me prior to our salvation to convict us? And it took years in some cases. The Holy Spirit. Who is the one who made Jesus so real to us? But even before that, showing us our need for a Savior. The Holy Spirit. I spoke one time to my uncle, and I said, uh, Uncle, I said, the Bible says all have sinned. He said, not me. I'm not a sinner. And I tried every possible way to tell him all have sinned. It would have been just as easy to talk to that tree right here. Because he couldn't get it. So who's the one who convicts me that I am a sinner? The Holy Spirit. And believe me, I tried to the best of my ability on that day, years ago, to convince my uncle 
that all have sinned. Only God is holy. He won't accept it. Didn't even want to listen to it. How dare I even tell him that? I'm a good man. He said, I've done, I never hurt anyone. I never did this and this and this and that. How can he tell, call me a sinner? And back then I didn't think like I do today. Today I'm thinking, wow, only the Holy Spirit can do that job. Only he convicts the sinners of sin. And Jesus said, he will reprove the world of sin, of righteousness and judgment, only he. And then think about this too. Who drew you to the Lord? Not only convicted you and showed you your need for a savior, but by, by whose power did you come to the cross? Was it your mind that said, yeah, I need it so I don't go to hell? No. The conviction was so great, you said, you knew in your heart, I need Jesus. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And then, not only did He convict you and show you your need for salvation and brought you to the Lord, it, it, He's the one who gave you faith to believe. To even pray that prayer. I give you my life, Lord, come into my heart. You could not have prayed that, even if you repeat that prayer after someone, it doesn't mean anything without the Holy, the Holy Spirit Himself making that reality. That's His power. And then, you know, he, he Himself comes into your hearts, the Holy Spirit now, who is the Spirit of the Lord Himself. You know, don't try to understand the Trinity mentally. There's just no way we can. Because the Holy Spirit is Jesus, unlimited, quite simple. He is the Lord, the Bible says so in 2 Corinthians 3, the Spirit is the Lord, the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty from sin, bondage, darkness, and death. And then later, after He came into your heart, He kept you in the faith. Like, you know, we saw that fellow a little while ago with a t-shirt that says, keep the faith, right? Remember that? Yeah, I remember, yeah. And I said, well, that's not, that's not the Bible. It's the faith that keeps you. You don't keep the faith. You can't keep the faith even if you want to. It's the Holy Spirit. We are kept by the power of Almighty God. So faith is not something I, I, I seek and look for. Faith already is in my heart. When Jesus came, faith came. He is faith. But now we we allow faith to grow within us through the word naturally. And there is the gift of faith that people sometimes confuse with the faith for living. There's a big difference between the faith for living and the gift of faith. That's for another time to talk about. But it's the Holy Spirit who gives us that faith to receive Jesus, to live for Jesus. And He is the one who keeps us in salvation. And He is the one who keeps us until that glorious day. We are kept by the power of God. He that hath begun a good work in you will finish it. Who is He? But the Holy Spirit. So the question is, do I talk to Him? You bet you can talk to Him. In fact, all the time, every day, you acknowledge Him. And my mom-in-law asked me years ago, she said, well, who do we talk to? Do we talk to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus or the Father? I said, there's no competition in the Godhead. 
the more you talk to the Holy Spirit, the more you talk to Jesus himself. So let's not confuse it. But we do know from the Lord what the Holy Spirit will do for us, not only in us, but for us. For example, he said, he will guide you into all truth. So then we have the, the biblical permission to call on him, Holy Spirit, guide me, help me understand the Bible. Show me, Lord, the truth of the word. Or he helps our infirmity when we don't know how to pray, you know. And not one of us knows how to pray anyways. Because it's the Holy Spirit who prays through us with groanings that cannot be uttered. And all we do is we, we, we surrender our vessel. And how does that happen? By waiting upon the Lord. When I wait upon the Lord, He quickens me. And once He quickens me, prayer is born. But who's the one who's really praying? He's praying, not me. I'm simply the, the vehicle he uses. Because all prayer must be in the Spirit. So, and that too is an, another vast subject. About prayer, I mean. Because, you know, people sometimes pray. They get into their prayer closet and they have their prayer list. And they say amen and they leave. They, they haven't prayed. They, they, they only uttered words. May I say it again? Well, when people come in without waiting on God to touch them, all they've done is utter words. Lord, help me. Lord, bless me. Lord, heal me. Lord, help me with this. Help me with that. They've uttered words. No, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So we, we wait. And I've said it many, many times. We cannot seek Him till He sought us. We cannot call on Him till He calls on us. So David said in, in the Psalms, in Psalm 80, He said, quicken me and then I'll call on you, Lord. Quicken me, then I'll call on you. Draw me, then I'll follow you. So that's just what the Bible teaches. And this is the work of the Holy Spirit. We ask Him, Lord, quicken me quicken me that I might pray. He's the one who quickens us. He's the one who we, we, we wait for him and we wait on him. How precious. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. Even liberty from struggle. Liberty from prayerlessness and an empty heart. He fills our hearts. There was a beautiful old song about the Holy Spirit. Breathe on me, breath of God. Fill me with life anew, that I may love as thou dost love, and do what thou wouldst do. Breathe on me, breath of God, till I am holy thine. Wow. Till every part of me is filled with your life divine. Have you ever heard that song? I haven't. Seen oh, it's precious. Beautiful. Yeah. We need him. And you know, we used to, to sing uh, beautiful songs back in the 70s, you know. Uh, welcoming the Holy, the Holy Spirit. 
it's so precious, you know. Even to this day, I still sing those songs. Well, and we need Him. We need Him in our lives. We need Him today. We need Him tomorrow. Do you have any other questions? He is, he is truly the one that unites us to the Lord, who makes, yes. makes the spiritual our spiritual life even available and, and real to us. And He's the one who makes Jesus more real than our skin. Think, I mean, think just about that alone. Just, just one, this one thought. Was the, was the Lord real to those people that saw Him 2,000 years ago? Well, He was real only as long as they saw Him, and then they walked away and they forgot all about what they saw and heard. So, but frankly, that was not real reality anyways. Because what is physical is not real. What is physical has a, a worldly reality, yeah. But think about the reality we're talking about. Having not seen him, yet he's more real to us than our own life and our own families. Having not seen him, yet we love him. That's, that's supernatural. I mean, think about how real. Chad, how real is Jesus to you? More than life itself. Is he more real than your parents? More real than this car that we're driving? More real than my family? More real, more real than any human being? Than life itself, sir. So when you talk to him in the, in the morning, uh, what happens to you when you talk to him? The minute you speak to him, what, what happens? His reality becomes more real than the bedroom you're in, right? Yeah. You start crying. Yeah. Or you're almost about to, to cry now. Because, but who's the one who makes him so real? It's the Holy Spirit. Now, before I conclude, I want to say just one thing to you. Begin to ask him to help you. Lord, would you guide me today? Blessed Holy Spirit, would you help me today? Would you be my friend today? Go with me, please, and don't let me be alone. Walking on that platform many times, I would say, don't, don't leave me. Don't let me go up there by myself. Even to this day, how I need him. Yes, he is Jesus. Our precious Jesus physically is in heaven. And by his spirit, he's in us. He's with us forever the spirit of truth whom the world cannot see or receive but we know him why because we know Jesus quite simple well any more questions because I want to say my goodbye okay but I want to pray with you first I I pray this has been a blessing really I pray this has been a blessing and uh, just to remind you we need him more than ever wonderful Holy Spirit touch our lives Thank you for making Jesus so real to us. Thank you that your presence is so real in our lives. Fill us afresh. Fill us anew. For your glory and honor. And Lord, I pray this prayer with all my heart for everyone. Breathe on me, breath of God. Fill us with life anew. That we may love as thou dost love and do what thou wouldst do. 
Amen. 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 Much love to you all. Thank you for being my wonderful family. And now let's give to the Lord's work that He will continue to bless us financially. It is His will to bless us financially. It is His will that we do not lack financially. And so in whatever state we are, we will be content because we can do all things through Jesus who strengthens us. And just one more thing, always look to Jesus because when the Holy Spirit is truly in our lives, we always look to Jesus. Always, it's all about Jesus. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, it's all about Jesus. The Holy Ghost is sold on Jesus. And so are we. <laughs> we are Jesus people Amen. because of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Because he said he shall glorify me. He shall not speak of himself. But what he hears, that shall he speak. It's all about Jesus, saints. Catherine used, used to say, you know, uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit comes when you worship Jesus. How true, how true, how true. All right, let's give to the Lord's work right now. You can do it on the platform you're watching me on. Or you can go to our website, benhin.org. Or you can simply text it, BHM45777. And our YouTube is really growing, precious people. Thank you for telling your friends. Yes. It's growing Amazing. tremendously, be, huh? Be sure to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. And there's even a little bell where you can turn on notifications every time Pastor Benny comes to you. You want to stay up to date. This is amazing, amazing teachings every day. Well, and I know I'm so grateful to be a part well, of this. You're kind. Thank That's you, Chatty. Bless you. All right. Thank you for giving. Thank you for loving. Tomorrow, I'll see you again for a beautiful day again. Much love. Bye-bye.